Father in heaven, we thank you and bless you for, for this privilege to come before you, to sit under your feet and to hear from you. Father, speak for your children. We are ready to hear you. We give you all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So we have started a new series titled The Weapons of Our Warfare. And last Sunday, we started with part one and we dealt with the first type of weapon of our warfare. Uh, we discussed the hand of God, the hand of God. And we declared three days of fasting and prayer to deploy God's hands. And within these three days of fasting and prayer, we saw the hand of God at work. We prayed, we trusted, we believed God for the hand of God to move mightily. And the hand of God moved. Ushers, can we attend? The lady, the hand of God deliver you from every evil. We speak healing, we speak deliverance upon you in Jesus' name. The doctors here, can you take care of her? Amen. Make sure she's fine. Amen. Good. Okay, are you here with me? Amen. So this week, we've been in prayer, we've been fasting, and we've been, no, last week, we've been deploying the hands of God. And we had three amazing nights in the Lord's presence. How many of you were blessed? Amen. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. So I will give another prophetic direction upcoming week as to how we're going to pray. So the whole of the month, we are dealing with a number of things in the realms of the spirit. We are praying. We are fasting. We are believing God for things to happen. How many of you want to see some things happening? Amen. Amen. Fantastic. So part two of the weapons of our warfare is the full armor of God. So part one is the hand of God. Part two is the full armor of God. Let me begin with our main scripture for this series. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, reading from the New King James Version. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds so we established last week that we are engaged in spiritual warfare and that is why the weapons of our warfare are not carnal ephesians 6 verse 12 for we are not fighting against reading from the good news bible we are not fighting against human beings but against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly realm the rulers authorities and cosmic powers of this dark age so we established last week that we are engaged in very serious spiritual warfare as christians okay and then so we are studying the weapons that we use in engaging the spiritual forces of darkness and last week we established that one of the most potent weapons we can use is the hand of god and throughout the week we have prayed with the hand of god 
Now, I want to introduce you to the second weapon, which is the full armor of God. The full armor of God. So let's read Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Ephesians chapter 6, from the verse 10 to the verse 18. From the New International Version of the Bible. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So how do we become strong in the Lord and in his mighty power? If you are engaged in a warfare, you have to be strong. You have to be strong spiritually. So how do we become strong in the Lord? Verse 11. Put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Why? So that you so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So when the devil comes against you, you can take your stand. Yeah. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I've dealt with this last week. Now, therefore... Because we are dealing with wicked spirits. Because we are dealing with enemy spirits. Because we are engaged in spiritual warfare. The Bible says that therefore put on the full armor of God. Not some part of the armor. But the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes. So God is not going to stop the days of evil. The day of evil can come anytime. But if we put on the full armor of God, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm now here. How to stand in warfare. Because if you are fighting and you fall, you will be defeated. So how do you stand in this warfare here? Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the, of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions. Note that. And pray in the spirit with, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. For all the lost people. Amen. That is why this week I'm inviting you to join me for the midnight prayer. Under the theme dealing with the terrors of darkness. From 10.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. Two hours. So ignore the time here. The time here is 11.30. But we are starting from 10.30 p.m. To, to 12.30 at the prayer chamber 
Sheepfold Worship Center. This, and I'm going to show you why you should join me. Why you should join me. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. The days of evil are coming. You have to put on the full armor of God. You have to put on the full armor of God. You have to keep praying. Okay, so the Bible talks about the full armor of God. You can see on this screen. Put the, put the full armor of God there. And uh, so I'm, I'm now going to explain what this full armor is and why the writer used this. So now everybody, look at me. Don't look at the drawing. Look at me. I want to explain something to you. But if you don't get this, you will not get where this sermon is going, okay? When you are in a warfare, you have to listen to the commander-in-chief. The battle strategy. Okay? Now, now during those days when this was written, the Jews were under the control of the Romans. And it was, it was a military state. So the Roman soldiers controlled the people for for the Roman emperor. Okay? So it just like, like Ghana has taken over Togo. Okay? And we are ruling Togo. And then we decide to take Ghanaian soldiers to go and ensure that we can control the Togolese. Do you know why I always use Togo and not Nigeria? Because for Togo, we can bully them. If I use Nigeria and Nigerians decide to come after us, one state alone. So let me just use Togo, okay? <laughs> Lagos alone is like the whole of Ghana. We don't want trouble. Okay. 300 million people. We are just 30 million. We are just 10% of them. Let me use Togo. After Togo, when they even get angry, even present place, we can fight them. <laughs> so, so, so now here, so the, um, so we take Togolese, the uh, Ghanaian soldiers, to Togo, and then a Togolese pastor decides to teach about spiritual warfare, and because they see the Togolese now see more of Ghanaian soldiers, the pastor takes the dressing, the clothes of the Ghanaian soldiers to describe the Christian soldier and how the Christian soldier should dress and prepare. Are you here? So in this scripture, the writer takes the dressing of the Roman soldier to describe how the military, the spiritual military uniform of the Christian should look like and and when you are a soldier and you are engaged in warfare you must all the time be ready for that warfare so the writer is saying here that in the realms of the spirit we should look like this we should look like the roman soldier okay it's also very important to note here about three things about the dressing of the roman soldier it tells you the target of the enemy. What the enemy is targeting. It also tells you the things you must use to protect yourself against the target of the enemy. And three, it tells you what you can use to repel the enemy. So in this, in this scripture, the writer is showing us three things. Three things. 
The writer is showing us three things. The, the devil's target, satanic targets in your life. Where Satan is targeting the area of your life that Satan is targeting, number one. Number two, it is showing you how the things you can use to defend those targets. And number three, how you can repel the enemy. So three things. And I'm going to, and I'm going to talk about one today. It's going to be an interesting series. An interesting one. Now, 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 right now, you see, the devil is targeting your mind. So you see, your mind is gone away from this sermon I'm preaching. You are thinking about your girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah right now you are thinking about your girlfriend. The devil, the devil is telling you, take, take, your, take your phone, go to Facebook. Watch daddy on Facebook. Watch him. I'm standing here preaching. Why are you watching me on Facebook? I'm here right now, I'm preaching. Why are you watching me on Facebook? The devil is targeting you. Devil is targeting you. He wants you to sleep. He wants you to sleep. Take your eyes off the man of God. Sleep, 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 sleep. Sleep small. Okay, so, so now. Here are some areas the devil will target. Okay. Now, it begins from, number one, the belt of truth. The belt of truth. The devil targets your, your faith lies i'll come and talk about it soon now number two the devil targets your heart the breastplate of righteousness your heart is a target of the devil number three the devil targets your feet the gospel of peace targets your feet the devil wants you to walk in sin he wants to redirect your path into troubles the devil targets your feet. Now, the, number four, the devil targets your faith. The shade of faith. Now, number five, the devil targets your mind. The helm, the helmet of salvation. And then number six, the devil targets the word of God in your life. Now, by the time I feel this series, eh, you realize that all that the devil is looking for is to attack God's word in your life. And all that God is telling you is that use my word to fight the devil. The reason why you don't like teaching service but prophetic meeting is because the devil knows the central role of the word of God in your life. That no matter the prophecies that are given to you by even accurate prophets, the most accurate of prophets, that prophecy can never come to pass if the prophecy is given unto an empty stomach. Empty spirit without the word of God. So the devil's number one target is to fight the word of God in your life. Okay? It's to fight the word of God. So the whole thing here, the whole armor is about God's word. The belt of truth. God's word. The breastplate of righteousness. God's word, if I, if, 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 if I hide your word in my heart, I will not sin against you. You see, the breastplate of right is the word, God's word. Number three, where is three? The gospel of peace, God's word. 
Number four, the shield of faith, God's word. The shield of faith, God's word. As you hear God's word, you develop this thing. Now, number five, the helmet of salvation, God's word. Number six, the sword of the spirit, God's word. God's word. Now, today, I'm taking the first one. Is it not curious that the writer begins with the belt of truth? But usually, those who dress very well, who know how to dress, I'm not talking about cobola boys. I'm talking about men, men who know how to dress. You will notice that your belt is the last thing you, you wear. You know that? Your belt is the last thing you wear. So, you wear your trousers. I'm assuming that you've already wore your panties and singlet. And then you put on your shirt. Okay? Then, you wear your socks. You wear your shoe. You lace it nicely. Then now you get up. You put on your tie. You put on your cufflinks. Or your buttons. I'm right, isn't it? That's how. Okay. And then, and then, your tie, everything is done. Now you stand up. Then you tuck in. And you pull your trousers. And you put in your belt. But finished. So if the reason why you struggle in dressing, okay, is that after you tuck in and put on your belt, you now wear your shorts. By the time you go like this and get up, it has removed. Then you are doing like this in the name of Jesus. Whoever put my this thing out, I curse you. No, <laughs> you don't know how to dress. You don't know how to dress well. Some of you, by the time you are leaving your house, your shirt is scrambled and then you are pulling it down like this. You are doing like this. You, you didn't dress well. So the belt is usually the last that is put on. So why did the writer start with the belt of truth? Why did the writer start with the belt of truth? You see, the Roman soldier also puts this on last. But yet the writer starts with the belt of truth. Why? Now the writer wants you to know how important truth is. How important truth is. Now, do you know that when the Roman soldier puts on the belt, this belt, now inside this belt, and this belt holds everything together. All the armor that the Roman soldier wears, it holds it together. Okay? And in fact, some, some of the, listen, like the sword, are put in the belt. They are all inside. Truth, the truth of God's word holds you together holds everything about you together but you see again the reason why the writer used this first is the role of lies and propaganda in warfare you see the ukraine russia war almost 90 percent of what the media says are not true they are called propaganda there's a journalist here he knows propaganda one time i met a journalist there was a controversy in Ghana about some money somebody has chopped. Ghana's money during Rollins time. So the journalist who wrote the story was in the Bible school I was teaching. When I was 26 years old, I was the principal of a Bible school under tree. The Bible school was under tree. The principal of the Bible school. So this journalist was part of the Bible school. So after lectures, I said, ah, did the person chop this money? He said, no, 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 no. You see, 
He said, if somebody chopped 100 cities, say 1,000 cities, when the person comes to defend, the person will not say the truth. Oh, no, no, it wasn't 1,000. It was 100. But if we say 100 cities, the person will deny it. But if we make it worse, the person now wants the lesser of the two evils. So he made the big evil, small evil. The person will choose the small evil. So lies is part of warfare. If Ghana and Togo again goes to war, because we, we, we want the sympathy of the international community, we have to tell lies about Togo, the Togolese. We have to say that they exported Yakayake to Ghana and now we are getting choked. Okay? The Togolese too have to say some lies. What lies can they say? The Togolese will say that and the Ghanaians will also send them uh, and it goes too fast. So there will be a number of lies. Because the more, and then in politics, in, the, the politicians they know, they can meet and cook lies about someone. Oh, like, like if right now, eh, if I decide I want to contest for presidency, some people will sit somewhere. Nowadays, they, they are even advised as the pastors that when you go anywhere, don't take pictures with ladies. No, sometimes you go somewhere, people want selfie. And, and when you feel people love you and celebrate you, sometimes you lose your guard. So you see these girls will come around now. Oh, daddy, I want selfie. And then they'll put, their hand, they'll put their hands on our waist. We also put it on their waist. And then we take the selfie. You are, you are genuine. Selfie. You are fine, isn't it? One day, and these people, they put it on social media. So if one day I declare I want to be president, some people will go and look for girls have taken selfies with that don't even know where they are. Even some members of this church. But people can choose monies over their pastors. Hey, they will say, hey, you will give me $100,000. Wow. The last time my mother died, they don't even give me donation. You, you get it? They would take and the person will say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your face, my boyfriend. No, no, this is the evidence. Look at us. And then they can, they can crop the picture and put it in a hotel. Oh, and, and when I started my conferencing, I used to do conferences in hotels. So I have a lot of pictures with girls in hotels. Oh, they can take it. Hey, look at us. We're here. We, have started, we started long ago. Long ago. We started long ago. Oh, they can finish my political career with that lie. So lies are very potent. In warfare, they use it. No, people, people were imprisoned, were sentenced to death, they were killed, and years later, it was discovered that they, 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 it was, it was lie, a lie. Between Joseph and, and Potiphar's wife, it was lie that sent Joseph to prison. Now, the writer, the writer of this scripture, knew very well how potent lies is in spiritual warfare. Some of you, eh, your downfall is a lie. It's a lie that you have believed. It's a lie that you have believed. And I'm going to quickly run through this with you and show you how potent lies are. So the writer immediately started to say, put on the belt of truth. 
Because the best way to fight lies is by the truth. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the belt of truth. Put on the belt of truth. Not the cloth of lies. Okay. Now look. John 8, 44. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. Not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. What is your native language? Ever. How do you pronounce it? Ever. Ever. And something. We will say ever. Okay. So your native language is ever. Can you say something? Can you ask me, how are you? Okay, a four. If one, if one, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, if one, okay, so you see, she spoke her native language. What is your native language? Ever, eh? ever. Oh, you an ever. Oh, okay, okay. Let me look for another person's native language. Okay, you are ever too. What is your native language? Yeah. So say something. Okay. 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 Is what what's happened? Nothing. Yeah. So I just spoke his native language. Okay. Hey James, Biko, 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 Biko. I'm an Orobo man. You are, okay, you are a Orobo man. Orobo okay, so man. say something in Orobo. Mavo. Okay. The Lord bless you. You are what? You are Igbo. Um. So Biko, Biko means sorry, eh? Eh? Please, okay, Biko, Biko. Odema. Odema, Odema. Chineke, Odema, Odema. Odema, Odema, Odema. So, that, that, you see, you see, we are speaking our native language, languages. But the devil's native language is called lies. That, that's the name. Mine is a crap him. Yours is Ebe. Um, yours is Yoruba. Yours is Igbo. Uh, yours is um, Oroko. Oroko. Oroko three. <laughs> Yours is Igbo. <laughs> okay? So, so, and the devil's language is lies. Now, every liar here comes from the same community. The same village with the devil. Oh, yeah, yeah. The same town, village, household with the devil. In fact, the Bible says that if the devil is the father. Well, the Bible doesn't say the devil is the father of liars. So the devil is the father of lies. In other words, he manufactures lies and looks for people and puts them in their mouth and they lie for him. Are you here? So, so the devil's major and one of the devil's major and potent weapon in spiritual warfare are lies. Are lies. And I want to show you. So he used it against, there's what we call lies by omission. So in the Garden of Eden, 
he went and twisted God's word. So he lied by omission and he lied by restructuring what God has said. And Eve believed it and that caused the hold of the downfall of men. Joseph, Potiphar's wife, lied also by omission. She took out some of the stories and lied. It ended Joseph in prison. So in warfare, lies, propaganda is huge. Very huge. So if you are surrounded by liars, you should know that you are in danger. If you are a liar, the devil has engaged you to war against yourself and against your army that you belong to. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So the last time you lied about that sister, you shot an arrow. The devil used you. The last time you lied about me, the devil used you. Okay, so now, let's go on. Let me show you. Now, the eight most dangerous lies that can destroy you. The eight most dangerous lies that can destroy you. Number one. Okay, so, these are the eight most dangerous lies that can destroy you. One, the lies about God. The devil tells you lies about God. The devil tells you God does not exist. Now, if you start asking yourself questions like, so all these things we are doing, what about if God does not exist? What about if we die and realize that God does not exist? All these things would have been very useless. So that you look at things, instead of you being very odd, you feel, you feel that if God is so, so what is the essence of ants? So if God created everything, why did he create snakes? Why did he create ants? But why did God create mosquitoes to bite us? The devil begins to ask you these questions. But you need to ask you these questions. So you can doubt God. You can doubt the existence of God. But what you don't know is that whatever God created was good. It became corrupted as a result of sin. If God is there, then why are all these disasters? Look at the flood killing people. As if God asked us to put kenke and rubber leaves into the agates. As if God asked us to build on waterways. So the devil now lies about God to you. You think God will hear you? You think God will forgive you? You know the way God dealt with them. Oh, even the people that God spoke to and they heard the voice of God. Look at the way God dealt with them. Do you think God will forgive you? So Satan's number one target is to create a doubt in your mind about God. And he lies about God to you. And consistently he does it. And everything that happens in your life, Satan wants you to know that God does not care about you. If God will answer your prayer, I would have answered it long ago. But the fact that you are alive means God is answering your prayer. Look at all the, all the silly things you have done. Look at all the carelessness that you've been through. And yet you are still here. And the devil is telling you, lying to you, that if God is here in your prayers, now would you have been here? Some of you for one year, two years now, you have not gone to hospital. And the devil is telling you, if tithe is true, if God is faithful, he would have blessed you. Look at the way you are paid tithe. You are paid tithe, look at you. But your children are in the university. They are not in drugs. They are not cobolos. They are not fighting. Are, are, are you here with me? The devil is an expert liar. And the first target 
of the devil's lies is God. Now, the second, so let's, let's, let's do it this way. The second is that the devil lies about himself to you. About himself to you. He will tell you that, haven't you heard people saying that, and this is a warfare, because when the devil takes your mind from God, you are finished. He will kill you. Having to help people say about the devil himself, people saying that there is no devil anywhere, you are your own devil. Having to help people saying that you everything, devil, devil, when you even make your own mistake, is the devil. But who made you make that mistake? There is, there is always a cause for something. And your wife offends you, your wife says, Oh, honey, forgive me, it's the devil. It's not any devil, it's not any devil. It's your mother's character you have taken, and I will beat the hell out of you. Beat the hell out of her and go to hell. Okay? Now, the person is telling you is the devil. The person believes that this thing I've done, eh, it was like I was blinded. I suddenly realized after I have done it. And I'm telling you it was the devil. And you don't believe. The devil, the person knows what I went through to do that thing. The person tells you it's the devil, forgive me. Is the devil? No, 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 there's no devil anywhere. You are your own devil. You are your own devil. That's the way Satan operates. What God wants you to know that he is and is the rewarder of them who diligently seek him, the devil does not want you to know that he is. All this fight, you are fighting your wife, you are fighting your church members, you are fighting your colleagues in the office, you are fighting. Satan is laughing somewhere. Satan is saying that, look, I'm the one causing the trouble, but he's not fighting me. He's fighting others. Because the devil tells lies about himself. To you remember ab crazy's very popular music because she bronina yeah or they had a papa ab crazy sang that um white people also have witches but they use their witches to build aircraft but no it, it, which how can you say that witches are those who build aircraft like every minute aircraft will fall god has given us now sometimes eh, when you look at the fallen state of man and yet what man can do then the wisdom, the grace that God has given us to make our lives better. I ask myself, if man had not fallen, in fact, if you look at the description of the Garden of Eden, you realize that God created man to have the ultimate joy, ultimate comfort, ultimate enjoyment. Sin has caused us this. So the little that we do now, when we do, we say it's Illuminati, and then we do something, they say it's this. <laughs> some time ago there was this sardine that came and then your deliverance ministers the saying that sardine queen of the coast is demonic the number of people that ate queen of the coast if it was demonic like like half of ghana at least ghana they are no half of ghana will become witches and wizards like this congregation half will be witches and wizards like you 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 the way you ate queen of coast, the coast but the devil is a master liar he's a tactician he lies very well it's like, it's like Manchester United players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't even touched them. They will fall down and say, hey, 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 we are wounded. That's why they are called the Red Devils. No, no. The ball, the ball is here. I'm holding the ball here. The player is there. The player is there. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, Red Devils. That's why, that's why all the tongue is red. 
This is the, cap, the chairman of Manchester United supporters. <laughs> Judah. When his team is losing, eh? He gets angry with everybody. <laughs> Even when I'm talking to you, say. You can see that. You can see that, daddy. You are, you are fortunate. <laughs> that you are my daddy. Now, now, now. The lies about people. The devil tells you lies about people. No, I have, I've, I've told you my story of a sister in our church. We're doing prayer uh, chain. And they have done three hours and our group was supposed to change them. So as I was walking in, she was coming out. I said, sister, praise the Lord. She didn't mind me. I was so hurt. Eh? The, the three hours, I, I spent, I, I joined about three groups. So the nine hours I spent praying, eh? 80% of my thought was on the sister. How the sister had disrespected me. You see, and I was then very poor. And you know, poor people, we have a certain level of arrogance. We have an inferiority complex. And that inferiority complex makes poor people very arrogant. So I felt like, who does she think she is? Because I don't have money, so she will not listen to And the sister was a very decent girl. When you see her in church, and the way she has dressed up, you, you, so I assumed that she was from some rich man's home. So she was looking down on me. I was very bitter. Very, very bitter. And then, oh, so anytime the sister comes to church, I'll be dancing, praise and worship in front. When the sister comes for her to join, I'll go and sit down. Nonsense, sister. <laughs> you have greeted you, you didn't mind me. Nonsense. The devil kept telling me, see how the sister had despised you? He said, I looked down upon you. I was so bitter. And then one day, my mother sent me to a market in Ghana. It's called Malamata Market. When you hear Malamata, it means that the market is a very poor market. So I went to Malamata Market to shop. And when I got there, I was going to buy things for my mother, Kobe, Momone, no, and no, all those things. So I was going to just shop. And then immediately I entered the market. I met this sister. And without allowing her for me to show my anger, they sister went, wow, brother Gideon, brother, brother, come, come, come and see. And then she took me to her mother. Mama, you see this brother, is, uh, hey, brother Gideon, mama, the way this brother can pray, they are the people that really move our church. Brother Gideon, what are you looking for? Then I said, oh, I'm buying this. It's okay. Mama, so all the things that her mother had, she started giving them double, double. I started adding some. <laughs> all the things they have not asked me to. And then she added, adding, adding, adding. Then when she finished, she says, okay, how much is it? He says, oh, no, no, brother, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm showing a seed. And then the thing the mother didn't have. You know, in the market, they are able to go and pick things from here. You also can pick. She went to the and picked the things. Then my, my basket was full and overflowing. And then she took it and walked me to the church road station. And said, brother Gideon, God bless you. We'll see, I'll see you in church. Then when I sat in the church road with a basket full of things in front of me, the Holy Ghost said, aren't you ashamed? Aren't you ashamed? You have hated somebody for nothing. The sister that day did not see you. She was in the spirit. The devil can tell people lies to you about, about people to you. And you will hate people. Some of you are here. You are here. You, have, you don't know people, but you hate them. Because the devil anointed somebody to come and tell you lies about that person. And then you hate the person. You just hate the person. You are, you are a hater. You see the way spiritual warfare goes on. You are a hater for nothing. You hate somebody for nothing. You have to watch out. The devil is a big liar. And he tells lies about people to you. 
Now, if anybody meets you and pulls a chair to sit down and start discussing someone else and discussing someone and transferring bitterness into your heart, get up and go. Especially the people who tell you things and tell you, don't ask. Why are you telling me something about somebody and you are telling me not to ask? And what you are telling me is hurting me. So why are you asking me not to ask? So me, if you don't want me to ask, don't tell me. Because I will ask. Me, my heart is taught to carry bitterness. I will teach you next week. To carry bitterness and things around. And my heart is too important. To be carrying bitterness and grudges and hatred against people around. Hey. Me, I'm loving two things. My wife and Jesus. I don't want anybody to come and put anything. That's what you are saying. Uh, mommy said that sister will give me the this thing, the basket load of it. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Don't worry, don't worry. What a church. What a church. Am I teaching you something? Am I blessing you? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, the devil tells lies about pastors to you. The devil says, oh, they are using you for business. I said, listen, I've been here for 20-something years building this church. Building this church. And I've just built a business in the last 12 years or so. Their business is one million times richer than this church. If church were a business, it would not be a good business at all. But I also want to tell you something. If you think it's a business, who doesn't want a good business? Start some. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, people sell ice water, they make money. Then you go and sell some. People sell shoes, they make money. You go and sell some. People sell this, they make money. If church is business, start some. Then look for some hotel. Go and buy instruments. Next Sunday, people will start coming. And you start making money. If I had my way, if I had my way, if I had my way, I'd be working at Accra Business School and leave you guys for some other people. I'm telling you, because this is too difficult to do. Pastoring church is too difficult. It's, it's difficult to, you are always under pressure. Always under pressure. Always under pressure. Always. You hear somebody has said this. You hear somebody says this. Somebody says, I came to church and somebody eyed me. I won't come again. And then you hear. And then you raise young pastors. You put everything inside them. And then when they, are, then they leave the church. And then they go and sit somewhere. And then they say something. And then church members who don't understand. You know, people easily drift towards, towards the weak person in conflict. So if I'm having a conflict with one of my pastors, naturally, you will find more people drifting towards that pastor because the person for that daddy is using his position you see that's that's the way we think and then also because of the position we organ we, we occupy it's not very easy for us to go around and tell people this one has done this one has done this but the young pastors can go around and say all manner of things and then when you hear to you can't come and ask us because i'm your daddy so you keep it in mind that you come to church soon wicked man wicked man I, I drive to church in my car. Hey, Charlie. The man, the man is chopping the church money. Look at the car. Look at the car he has brought to church. And yet you don't even know that I have a university. And I don't even buy cars with cash. 
I buy them and spread them for three years, four years. And pay. You don't even know. Then she says, hey, did you, did you see that pastor bought a car for his wife? Benz, so. Charlie, Benz, no, Thomas, no, no. Benz, this, what do you want to call it? No, it was on credit, oh. My university paid. But you see, people will let you believe. They will let you believe it. The devil is an expert in lying. But you know why? You know why the devil lies about pastors to you? It's because, you see, you have three fathers in life. Your heavenly father, who brought you to this earth and gave you life. Your earthly father, who was a channel through whom God brought you to the earth. And your spiritual father, who is a channel through whom God is taking you back to heaven. Okay? And so the devil will tell lies about him to you. And will use people, people who don't even know him, will tell lies. And because of the, the, the things we preach and the things we say, people just hate us. I mean, by the end of this service, some people will just hate him. So he came to call us liars. That we, we, we are Satan's children. Hey, the liars will say that. They know themselves. You, you understand? So they go and say, oh, oh, I hear things people say about me. Eh? I get surprised. And most of these people, they don't know me. They haven't spoken to me before. I get so surprised. Wow. So time ago, Dr. Otabel was preaching and said, somebody said, Dr. Otabel had a girlfriend in Medina. In Medina, no, years ago, years, years, years ago. So he sat down to look at, have I maybe mistakenly gone to Medina with my car and I given a girl a lift? And then she realized that she had not been to Medina for two years. One time on his birthday, the men's fellowship in the church gave him a ring. The men's fellowship gave him a ring. There's somebody, there was an argument in an office. And I sat around Snit. That Dr. Tape was using Juju and that they should look at his ring. And then he said, but the ring, so you, church, church, you gave me a ring to, to, to juju you. <laughs> but that one tells lies a lot about pastors to you. And you have to be very, very careful. You see, in my house, my children, we don't discuss pastors. I am no, I am not any man's servant. I'm not, I'm not any man's, I can't judge another man's servant. Men of God are pastors of God's servants. I don't see through. We don't discuss pastors in my house. We don't. The worst we'll do, the, no, the best we'll do is to pray. Don't discuss pastors. Today, this pastor's case has come and then you are discussing. And that pastor's case has come and then you are in the house. You are discussing your pastors, insulting your pastors, gossiping about pastors, saying things. When you see that something has happened to a pastor and then you are happy and yet you come to church. Get up and walk away from people talk against pastors and gossip about pastors was he see god is very very protective of his own because the prices we pay years ago i was working with one guy i was walking in the sand going for evangelism in the sand though going for evangelism. the sun was burning me so i was walking in the sun in the sand then i stood there i said ah, if this just grows and people come in and start saying things god will punish them all because these things i'm going through nobody has seen it all but they will come they will come at the time I'm riding an air-conditioned car. They will come at the time the church has air-conditioned. And they will make statements. I, mean, I don't get involved in pastors. I work with a lot of pastors, senior pastors. 
I am amongst them. You will never find me discussing one person's thing with the other. I, I am, you see, it's a realm that is a dangerous realm. So be very careful. Stay out of pastor's matters. Stay out of it. Some of you have become masters in church administration. That he should do this. He should put this one here and take this one here and bring this one here. And the church, we have to do it this way. Please, let me give you a branch. I beg you, let me give you a branch. And do it. Let, let, you see, do it. I'll come and learn from you. I'm begging you. Take a branch. Do it. And then I'll come and beg from you. I'll come and learn from you. I'm begging you. <laughs> what is even dangerous, eh? When, when the devil used pastors to tell lies about pastors. Hey! Especially junior pastors about senior pastors. It's a dangerous thing. All the things I thought my, my spiritual father was not doing well. I'm now in his seat. I'm not a father. I'm just realizing that Charlie. Charlie. Very soon, Pastor Kevin will marry, start having children. You become a father. You start raising his children. Say, wow. Daddy was right. Oh, daddy was right. Charlie, daddy was right. Are, are, are you following me? Okay, so, okay, okay. Um, then, the lies about prayer. The lies about prayer. The devil will come to you and say, all these plenty prayers you have prayed. <laughs> if prayer can change things, it would have changed things already. <laughs> But imagine if you were not praying. Like they say about Africa, that we, we Ghana have plenty of churches and now look at how politicians are corrupt. So imagine Ghana without churches. Imagine Nigeria without churches. We are the conscience of the nation. Every Sunday that you hear me speak, it changes you a little, makes you a better citizen. They should come to us and thank us and let us show them how we organize ourselves. So you have sat under me for 20 years. Yes, you love sitting under me. You love hearing me. To sit under your lecturer for three hours is a torturing for you. You are not ordinary people. Oh. Hmm. Then the lies about the word of God. The lies about the word of God. Just yesterday I saw a pastor, a false pastor saying that, oh, of social media. Oh. Bible no. Bible no. Um, the dear friend. They, they have made something in the Bible. Hey. Bible way. Talk about Daniel. What about now? Now, now? When they say Daniel was in the line. I was there. Where were you? Where were you? Did you see that? You see? False teachers in our pulpit. And they are attacking God's word. Oh, the Bible. The Bible was written by human beings. They don't know anything about the Bible. If you ask them. If you ask them to quote one scripture, they cannot. If you ask them where is the book of Matthew, they cannot. Yet they know that the Bible was written by human beings to deceive us. It was written by white people to deceive us. You cannot criticize something you don't know. In fact, there are people who are criticizing charismatic churches that have never been to any of our churches. They don't even know what we do. They don't know the impact of the charismatic churches. They don't know. Okay. Then... The lies about church. Okay, so the lies about church. Oh, the church is business. Pastors are doing business. Then the lies about you. The devil will tell you lies about you. You are not nice. You are ugly. No amount to anything. You will die soon. But you start believing those things will affect you. But you see, what is even more dangerous, eh? 
is when you tell lies about yourself to yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, in fact, there are girls here that guys are chasing and they think they are too about those guys. Oh, I mean, these this rascals, these boys who are they. You, 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 you see yourself in some level. You are not there, oh, sister. It's a lie. We know you. Either your mirror or your eyes is lying to you. Your, your story is a fantasy story. It's a Cinderella story. How you want to marry a guy who will take you to honeymoon somewhere in the middle of a snow. And uh, please ask your mother where your father took him for her for honeymoon. Stop worrying us. Get out, get out, get out. Stop worrying us. Hey. You walk and be saying those nonsense. Guys here who don't have job, who feel that any job is lower than them. I mean, hey, Charlie, me, Charlie, look at me. Me, how day, how day I could do this work. Hey, Charlie, no, 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 no. Okay, go. Let's go. Don't lie about yourself to yourself, oh. Don't lie about yourself to yourself. There are even married women who feel they are better than their husbands. They are married men who feel they are better than their wives. The worst thing, you see, the, level, the highest level of foolishness a man can ever go through is to tell your wife, do you know how many women are looking for you? Which women are looking for you? I have sat here over and over, over and over. I've been married to mommy for 30 years. I have never been tempted by you. No, no, no woman likes me. Why, why would you like me? The way I talk about my wife, the way I talk about my wife everywhere. No woman likes me. Why would you like me? You will become nobody. Me and Amayabwa. Hey. Amayabwa. Amayabwa. I mean, I mean, the way I talk about mommy everywhere. Why would you like me? And then you, you are standing there. Do you know how many women like me? Even in the church, even in the church. See this sister. See this sister. This sister. Please don't come and say confusion in this church. <laughs> Nobody likes you. It's your last. Okay, now let me conclude. I have three minutes and then I'll be uh, I have seven minutes. I'll be off from here. Please. Um, guys, forgive me. Let me let me let go to the next slide. Let me let me just now the potency of satanic lies. Don't joke with lies because lies are powerful. The potency of satanic lies. Don't joke with lies. Don't joke with lies. Now, the truth of a liar is an open grave. When somebody is lying to you, the person can kill you. The truth of a lie is an open grave. Psalm 5 verse 9. Their truth is an open grave. With their tongues, they tell lies. When somebody is lying to you, the person is digging your grave. You have to be very careful. Kick away liars from you. Go again. Number two. Number two. Let me move fast, fast. The trouble and evil, trouble and evil are under the tongue of a liar. Psalm 10 verse 7. His mouth is full of lies and threats. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. So anybody who is lying to you, eh, has trouble and evil under his tongue. The person is going to lead you into trouble. Yeah. May anybody who is lying to you May the person's tongue be chopped off. 
Are you here? Now look, look, look at no, three. Three. Please let's move fast. The heart of a liar is filled with deception. Psalm 12, verse 2. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but how about deception in their heart? The, you see, liars flatter you. When they are coming to tell you lies about other people, they say, Oh, what for you there? You're a good person. That's what I'm telling you. But they are harboring deception, they are deceiving you. Be very careful. People who come and tell like Satan is using people. Okay, okay. Charlie, you guys give me 10 more minutes, eh? Chairman and team, give me 10 more minutes. The the, number four, lies are destructive force. Psalm 55, verse 11. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lies never leave its streets. Recently, I read an article of a lady who died in, I think, um, Aqua Ibom. The husband was another lady at the shopping mall. Calabar, Calabar. Uh -huh. And somebody called their wife. Hey, your husband is with another girl. With another girl. Destructive force was released. The woman took a car, got to the shopping mall, and saw the husband and the woman. When the husband saw the, the wife, started running away. You see, you see, this is a bad man, but he's better than those who would have stood and insulted you and beat you. Then running away with the car. The lady started chasing and she got an accident and died. You see, you see, you see somebody and there, somebody's husband cheating. To say it, it's like you, 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 you see, was it your matter? Now you have killed, yeah, yeah, you have killed someone. You have killed someone. You think that people who come to gossip with you, they like, about others with you, they love you. They want to cause you pain. Why is it that all the time the things they say about people makes you bitter? Hey, Okay. Lies are weapons. Jeremiah 9, verse 3. They make ready their tongues like a bow to shoot lies. Can destroy your life. Kick lies away from you. Anybody lying and shooting arrows and shooting weapons into your life, into your marriage, into your community, into your friends. I declare that let that person perish. Now, look at this. Eight dangerous channels of satanic lies. Eight dangerous channels of satanic lies. Eight dangerous channels of satanic Number one, those who gossip. Those who gossip. They are satanic channels. Satan woman. And those of you who listen to gossip, you are also part of them. Be very careful. Have you heard? You do. Sometimes we, we think that people who tell us things about other people, they love us. They tell things about you. Can't you see that the person who says he likes you, all the people who are the person's friends, the person's friends don't like you. If, if um, Mr. Akuto here is my friend, he's been in the for so many years, and I see that all the people who are Mr. Akuto's friends don't like me, there's something going on. There's something she hear, he hears about me in my conversation that he goes to tell them. That's the way you should measure. Hey, okay. Those who are envious. When people are envious of others, Satan uses them to tell lies. Three. Those who are bitter. When people are bitter, do you, do you, do you know that there are people who are bitter against their fathers? Then they come into your life and they want to poison your father against you. <laughs> they want to poison you 
against your father. Hey, 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 be careful. Be careful. Hey, hey. So there are men, women who have been disappointed by men. They are bitter. Hey, men, eh? Men, they are no pillows. So. They are no pillows. So. They are no pillows. So please, please, I beg you. For my wife, I'm a pillow. Don't go and tell her to Mom Olivia, men. The man who became uh, a rock for your head. I am not, I'm not that man. Don't bring it to my wife. I beg you. The first one year or two years of our marriage, you had only one pillow. You said you wouldn't sleep on any pillow apart from me. Uh-huh. That's why I have flat chest. Though. It's mommy's pillow. I have to make it flat. Hey. Hmm. Okay. Those who are false teachers. Satan uses false teachers. Those of you who just want mystical things. This thing I'm teaching you will shape your life. Transform. You want something mystical. If I come here and say somebody is doing something. Then, don't I hear preachers preaching? I say, are they preaching from the same Bible? Hmm. Five. Those who are false prophets. Whom we are saying. Six. Six. Those who hate the church. They are able to hate the church. Hey, last December, when we said we we're cro- closing here, we are going to close it again. We we're closing here for 31st. You could see how haters came. And the diversion was just here. Less than, the diversion was less than one minute. You pass here like this, you come here, you are fine. They said no. Around that same time, we were blocking. The busiest links road in Accra is Osu Osford Street. They were blocking it for, 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 Worldly music for a cannibal, and people were fine. People are haters of the church, so don't let haters of the church make you lose your faith. And we can, I the church is in my heart. I can, I can, I can have church in my heart. I can have church in your heart. This heart, this heart that is bitter and jealous and envious. Can you have church inside there? So, when you give it to your child, why do you need to dedicate the child in your heart? Your wedding, why didn't you wed the woman in your heart? Why did you come to the church? Why did you come to the church? Seven. The media. Social media and things that we use to lie about the church. Number eight. I hope there's eight. There are those who are Satan's agents. Sometimes uh, Satan hijacks you and uses you. I pray for you. Any Satanic agent. That is using lies as a weapon against you. May God cause them to perish. Any satanic agent using lies to attack your marriage, attack your finances, attack your health, attack anything around you. I declare, may God cause them to perish. Anyone using lies to cause disaffection for you, to cause people to hate you, to cause confusion around you, I declare, may they lose their grace in the name of Jesus. It is done. Give the Lord a loudest clap offering.